You know, this morning I want to carry on our theme on Sabbath or finding rest. And, um, you know, I think if you look in the Bible, it talks about finding a rest. In the book of Hebrews, Paul writes that there was a rest that was available for the, for the Israelites when they came out of captivity. They were going to a promised land and there was a place for them of rest and abundance. You know, in the New Testament, that is available for all people. But it's not a promised land as such. You know, and not that that wasn't significant, that is significant. But for us, the the place that God wants to dwell is in people and then bring his kingdom in through people. And Jesus has made that available. And um, but it talks about that. Actually, we need to make sure we can enter into that rest. And and it it talks about the Israelites failed um, because of their unbelief. And I want to look at a woman today who find rest and she has to do something in order to find the rest and I've called this morning's message finding rest in God's promises you know the Bible's full of promises Old Testament New Testament you know some of them are um, come with conditions so if you do this then I will God says you know so the, the, some of them were, were promises to the Israelites some of them were promises to all people but, you know, there are thousands of promises. And I want to look at this lady today in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 to 48. And she was a she was a woman who had, you know, she was very ill. She was very sick, but she was willing to do something in order to find rest, I believe. So if we go to Luke 8, it says this, 43 to 48. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately the bleeding stopped. Amazing. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. And I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she could she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. You know, this is an amazing account of a woman who's so desperate, but she's willing to push through some things in order to find rest. You know, I don't know about you, but I go, I've been through seasons in my life where I'm so desperate that I need God because of things that are happening. And I've had to push through in some things. And, you know, I want to look at this woman today and see what we can learn from her. You know, the reason she was pushing through, I believe, is because and to touch the, 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 the garment, the edge of the garment, the edge of the garment was a significant thing. For the Israelites, they were told to on the edges of their robes to, to have tassels. And these tassels, as you can read in, in Numbers and in Deuteronomy, it says these tassels are there to remind the people of God of the commands of God. In other words, don't forget to do these things because God has blessing and abundance. And also they were on show. So the people of God actually were, were on show. 
as a royal priesthood, it says, in order, in order that they would represent God to the people. So this woman, I believe, she believed that actually if she touched the, the commands or the promises of God, then the blessing of God she would receive. I love it. I, I love that she was willing to do this. So she's willing to grab hold of the garment. She's willing to grab hold of the promise. And that's what I want to speak this morning about grabbing hold of the promise. You know, my first point is this. She was willing to grab hold of the promise in spite of her fears. Who has fears? <laughs> Who worries about what people say? Who worries about what people think? Who become who, who who is easily intimidated? Who struggles with confrontation? Who struggles? We all have our struggles. We all have our fears. And um, who fears that they're not good enough? Who fears that you know you're going to be rejected in life? You know, no, nobody will love you or accept you. And we all have these fears. And I believe this woman had had many fears. You know, she, she, she snuck on in behind Jesus. She didn't come face to face because she probably thought, well, I'm not good enough. Or actually, I shouldn't be here today. You know, the Bible teaches us when we look in Leviticus about someone, anyone who had a, an issue with blood or a woman who had a monthly cycle, she should not go out. She should isolate herself. She should not touch anybody. If she touched anybody, then the other person would be unclean. You know, and these were these were laws that were written down that actually, rather than helping people, hindered people. They actually, you know, segregated and, you know, it, it just treated people, you know, horrendously. And this woman, not only was she had an issue with blood, she had it for 12 years. So for 12 years, she couldn't really go out. For 12 years, she couldn't engage in the normal, you know, acts and, uh, of worship that the Israelites. She couldn't touch people. Imagine not being able to touch people. We kind of know what that's like a bit at the moment. But, you know, you can't hug. And she had this for 12 years. Imagine having lockdown for 12 years. She had this issue. She was treated as unclean. Horrendous. But, you know... She was willing to do something. She'd had, she must have had enough of this situation. And she'd heard about Jesus. She must have heard and been reminded of the promises of God. And I'm going to be willing, in spite of my fears, in spite of not, you know, people saying I'm not good enough or I'm unclean. I'm going to push through and grab hold of the promises of God. I don't know about you, but it inspires me. Come on. We all can feel not good enough. We can all have our own fears that can can get in our minds and worry, worrying about things and, 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 and people. And But you know what? Come on, let's push through. You know, I, I love this uh, quote. I don't know who it's by. I wrote it down a while back, but it was a book. I think I was reading it. It says this. Faith is often expressed at the raw, growing edge of life that is acquainted with fear. So fear and faith are acquainted it says it says but not overcome by it i'll read it again faith is often expressed at the raw growing edge of life that is acquainted with fear but not overcome by it. Come on. This woman had her fears, but she was not going to be overcome by them. You know, you have your fears. I want to encourage you. Come on. Don't let them overcome you, but be reminded of the God who's with you, who wants you to overcome your fears. You know, so my first point is this. Grab hold of your promises, what God has for you, in spite of your fears. 
My second point is this, I believe she had to do, is grab hold of the promises of God in spite of your circumstances. You know, sometimes the circumstances, you look around and look at things and you think, well, actually, I'm never going to achieve anything. You know, it might be a, it might be a financial problem that you have. It might, it, it might be a, um, a, a relationship breakdown issue that you have. It could be, you know, a sickness that you're facing right now or a family member. The circumstances don't look good. You know, the circumstances for this woman, they didn't look good. You know, she had an issue with blood. You know, she probably had it covered up and people couldn't see, but she knew what the issue was. She knew what her circumstances were. But in spite of them, she was willing to push through and grab hold of the promises of God. You know, you may have a financial problem right now. You may have a problem with work or a job, you know, a job or whatever you do, or a problem at school and, you know, relationships. I want to encourage you, grab hold of the promises of God in spite of your circumstances and let's believe that God can help you in and through this. The other thing that I encourage you just to watch out for, sometimes we have wrong expectations. You know, sometimes we think we'll come to Jesus and Jesus will wave his magic stick, his magic wand, and all of my problems will just dis- you know, disperse and they'll be eradicated and it'll be me overcoming and Jesus has done it all for me. Well, actually, as you journey through life, you realise that life, like that quote says, it's at the raw edge growing and that's where we learn things when we go through things so i just want to encourage you watch out that you don't have wrong expectations of the journey because if you do you can be disappointed if you think you'll never have a problem you think you won't have challenges you think you can just do whatever you want and live however you want watch out be careful that you actually know what the bible says about how to live what the bible says what jesus says about life he never promises that we won't have problems actually to the disciples he actually warns them that they're going to have many troubles but he says hold on to your faith because i have overcome this world so just watch that we don't have wrong expectations because sometimes life life isn't you know a nice unky dory kind of sailing ship it's more of us you're in a ship and the sails have been you know torn and you're trying to grab hold of the mast and the wind is blowing and it's it's kind of life's more like that than an actually steady but the great thing is in all of those circumstances i believe you can find god and find a peace that only he can give you, a rest that God has created that is available for each one of us in spite of our circumstances. You know, so my first point is grab hold of the promises of God in spite of your fears. You're never going to eradicate fears, but you can overcome them with faith. Second one is grab hold of the promises of God in spite of your circumstances. Faith will overcome them. And my third point is this, is grab hold of God's promises and learn to trust him. You know, as we read here about this woman, she talks, uh, she, she, she goes back to Jesus and tells Jesus everything about what's happening. She's telling the crowd that Jesus is healed. She's telling her about her past. You know, that's a big thing to do. 
you know, to bring out your baggage, to bring out, you know, the life that these people would have treated and seen it as unclean. And Jesus is telling us to bring out all of that, all of that baggage. A big thing to go back to Jesus and trust him. But I believe Jesus calls us to draw close to him. You know, he physically healed it, but he wanted to give us something else. He wanted it to have, I believe, understand what God had done. He wanted to understand that she hadn't cheated God, but her faith in God had made a wow. And, and the fruit of that we see, Jesus calls her close. And when he calls her close, she's fearful, she's trembling, she's like, I can't bring, I can't, I, 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 you know, I, she wants to, you know, I be feeling adequate or she's scared, she's trembling. But Jesus doesn't condemn her, Jesus doesn't curse her. But he actually blesses her. And sometimes we're scared of coming close to Jesus because of our failures or our sin or the disappointment that we feel how life has affected us. But Jesus says, come close to me and trust me because I have more for you. You see, what does Jesus promise? Jesus promises that the Father wants to send the Holy Spirit, the one that is promised the promise comes into our lives when we put our faith in Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit and we're made right with God through faith in Jesus. You know, she, Jesus calls her back and he wants to explain to her faith in God has made a while and he blesses her and he sends her away in peace. He's got a rest for her that is available as she comes and draws close to him. What else does he promise? Forgiveness of sins forever. You know, she's come back to Jesus. She's not unclean. You know, the thing about touching people in those days, if you were unclean, you made the other person unclean. You know, it's like I remember when I was a kid at school, you know, you'd say, oh, don't touch such and such because you, you get their touch and you get their smile. And, you know, it's really cruel as kids. And, you know, you treated, it was horrible. And, you know, that's like, like she's treated, she's treated as unclean. So she should have come to Jesus. She touched Jesus. It would have made Jesus unclean. So she's legging it. She's like, I'm off. I've made Jesus, I've made this rabbi unclean. But this is what Jesus does. It doesn't make Jesus unclean. Jesus actually makes her unclean. How awesome is that? Jesus offers a forgiveness. Jesus offers a healing. And he offers wholeness or holiness or made right with God, peace with God. You know, and it's not just a temporary fix. It's an eternal fix in an inner being. It's an intimate inner thing that God wants to do in our lives that we know we're right with God. And as we receive the Holy Spirit... God's presence then comes into our lives. So as we grab hold of God's promises, God's presence is promised for us. Now, why is that important? Why do we need to know God's presence? You know, when, when the girls were growing up, there'd be times when they'd be crying. You know, there'd be sleepless nights and you try and give them milk, you try and give them, you know, and as they grew up a little bit, you know, they, they, they would want certain things. And I remember looking after them at times. I try and talk to them about, you know, you try and reason with them and you try and explain things to them. It just didn't work. But when mum came in the room, magic mum, magic mum came in the room. What happens? They stop crying. They just stopped. It's like, I've talked, I've done, I've did, and mm, didn't work. Why? Because they needed to know the presence of someone and the presence of the person who is their mum. And on this occasion, you know, there's nothing greater than knowing the presence 
of a loving father or mother. The one who actually loved you and created you. And that's what the presence does. It brings the person, the Holy Spirit brings the person of God into our lives. And we realise nothing else can satisfy us. Nothing else can do what the presence of God does in our lives. It makes us feel loved and accepted. Now, some days you don't feel it, but you know inside by faith you've received something, a deposit, a promise, and that is done by the Holy Spirit. You know, if we call out to God and come close to God, then God makes himself present to us. And I believe that's what we all need. So he promises his presence. He promises forgiveness forever and ever. And the last one I just want to touch on is this. It says this, you know, she he called her closer, you know, and she had all of this sin. And she could have actually, you know, not told him. But God uses it all for good. You know, sometimes I think we forget what God is doing. You know, the whole journey of Jesus here is actually, he's on a journey. It says that he was on his way. Where was he on his way? He was on his way to heal someone else. He was on his way to heal, it says, Jairus' daughter. A man called Jairus had come to him and cried out to him, pleaded on behalf, like a priest that goes to God and stands in the gap, pleading to God for their, his child to be healed. You know, and on this occasion, this is what I believe God is doing. God is inspiring Jairus as well to believe for his daughter. That's what testimony does. That's what going through things does. When the promise of God is manifest in people's lives, it's there to be displayed for other people as well. And I believe Jesus is inspiring Jairus to believe for his daughter of 12 years of age to be healed. But I believe he also does something else. You know... It's this, is is an intimate relationship, or ultimately the greatest thing that we can know is to know God. I kind of touched on it a little bit, but to know the love of God, to know that we're accepted. And Jesus does something so beautiful. He calls a daughter. Now, I've done a little bit of research and I've done a little bit of study. And you may you may know more than me, but when I've looked at this. There's only one occasion we find one account Jesus uses the word daughter. Wow. A woman who was unclean, not accepted in society, had circumstances that limited her to, you know, worship God and spend time in the presence of God. And, and, and this is a woman who Jesus intimately calls a daughter. I find it amazing. I find it truly amazing. You know, Jesus... Jesus has got Jairus walking towards his daughter, yet no one is crying out for this woman. No one is standing in the gap for this woman. No one is pleading to Jesus for the healing of this woman. She has to push through herself. But this is what I believe God wants to say is this. Jesus is the one who wants to champion you. Jesus is the one who came and stood in the gap and pleaded to God and offered God's mercy, God's grace to us so that we can be accepted. Know the presence of God, the peace of God, the joy of God 
in our lives. The power of God is made available. Why? Because Jesus was willing to stand in the gap and plead for us. Become our number one champion and say, come on, I want you to come to me. I have, I have so much goodness for you. I have peace with God. I have joy with God. And I want to empower you for life. This is Jesus standing in the gap saying, this is my daughter. This is my son. Nobody shouted out for them. They may feel rejected and unloved and not wanted, but I want them and I want to I want to love them and embrace them just like this daughter. It's a beautiful intimate moment. Jesus calls her out and and highlights her as someone who's loved by God. You know, no matter what you've been through in life, God loves you. No matter what fears you're facing, God loves you. No matter what circumstances say, God loves you. And he promises to use it all for good. So grab onto the promises of God in spite of your fears. Keep grabbing onto the promises of God in spite of your circumstances. And keep grabbing on the promises of God and trust in him because he is worth trusting in and he is faithful. You know, 1 John 17 says this, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be, the love you have for me may be in them, that I myself may be in them. May the love of God continually be in your hearts. May he continually abide in you and may you abide in him in Jesus' name. You know, the amazing thing is, you know, God does not abandon us. He's not abandoning us or left us. Even though we feel unclean, he's willing to come and make us clean. You know, and you know, we, we, we have to work through some things. We have to, you know, it's a journey, it's a process. But hopefully that's encouraged you this morning, that God wants to encourage you to encourage you to grab hold of his promises and believe for his goodness in your life. Let me just pray before we finish. Father God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ. I thank you that he came and died on the cross for each one of us. That his blood paid the price for our sins. Just like this woman, she had an issue with the blood. Jesus Christ, you came and dealt with our issue with your blood. And Jesus, may, may right now, those who are listening, may they be reminded that they are completely forgiven, totally loved when they put their faith in you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you enlighten people's hearts that they would know the love of God. And as people just listening right now, they've never put their faith in Jesus. They've never reached out. They've never done anything. They've heard like the crowd who were pressing, but they've never pushed through. I pray today right now for people to make decisions, to put their trust in Jesus Christ, to trust in God, to trust in his goodness. And as you do that, I want to encourage you, you can respond right now on here. Believe in your heart and talk to Jesus. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask him for forgiveness. And as you do that, there's a button on Church Online you can click or you can fill in a form and respond. And we'd love you to know more about Jesus. Don't wait. Don't do nothing. Do something like the woman. Reach out and uh, begin to search for Jesus. So, Father, we thank you this morning. I pray your peace for everyone who's listening. May they know your rest 
in Jesus Christ. Jesus, you are that rest. We love you, we thank you, and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.